0: and
1: we're back welcome to another episode of mike mike and oscar where the dignity and pageantry of the olympic games meets the horrible physically deformed monsters of the horror genre we are for the first time ever bringing you the horror oscar
0: olympic show i am your co-host mike one this is co-host also mike this is exciting because you and i have been covering the hell out of horror movies over the last few years and we started this oscar olympic thing as a way to celebrate you know kind of you know the movies that we've been covering since the start of our podcast and going back a little further with the oscars and now we I, i figured we wanted to do another horror episode this week and this was like something i had prepared a while back and I just kind of added to it with the the stuff we've seen lately, so I figured this was like a good bonus episode for the folks this week, the Horror Oscar Olympics.
1: Yeah, we felt we were a little light on the horror stuff, and we usually try to blow out October for what it is, but I mean, you know, this isn't a real year anyway 2020 this is the (laughs) pandemic hellhole that we're all living in so we wanted to uh come up with another at least one other horror episode so mike threw together this horror olympics and true to form much like the regular and real olympics uh we're not going to be covering just four years with this episode we uh much like the 2021 olympics will be the coverage of the last five years uh also mike taking a page out of the real olympics book and that's what we're going to do here we're going to cover the last five years of the horror genre and we will be nominating the best from each of the past five years and doling out gold silver and bronze medals two of the finishers will not medal uh so if you've joined us for our oscar olympics episodes of the past it will be a very similar in vain in structure but it's it's going to be scary movies and horror and we're going to tell you the best of the past five years and we might comment on some of the worst too
0: I think this is fun, right? I mean, everybody's watching horror movies this week. So we're going to discuss a lot of great horror movies today. Some of our favorites. So we're doing nine categories, Mike. I think uh, VFX is where we should start because there's been a lot of, you know, great visual effects. Otherwise, kind of the big eight Oscar categories that we tend to cover on the show the most. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll go from there.
1: Alright, so you said it. VFX is the first category, a rundown of some of the competitors, the best of the previous five years. In 2020, you had likes of The Invisible Man, Sputnik's in there too. We didn't get our hands on Candyman or Halloween Kills, which could have been contenders, unfortunately. I cry at night. Every night, when I, I realized yeah. that, we didn't get Halloween kills. Maybe next year. 2019, we had Doctor Sleep, It Chapter 2, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Zombieland, Double Tap, Crawl. 2018, The Likes of, the, of a Quiet Place, Annihilation, Suspiria, Upgrade, in the Meg. 2017, we had It Chapter 1, along with Annabelle Creation and Alien Covenant. And 2016, that covers basically Conjuring 2, Ouija, Origin of Evil, Train to Busan, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and The
0: Shallows. Michael, take it away. So this was tough, because The Invisible Man, I think, had some great can't-see-it-but-now-you-do effects. Mm -hmm. It was done better in Conjuring 2, let's just be honest. Oh, you think so? My gold was Conjuring 2, and it's probably because of that... You know uh, a couple scenes uh, outdoors with the with the demons popping up and you know I, I remember conjuring one of course with the sheet but there was a couple scenes in, in the bedroom i i just loved it i think uh i think a quiet place had great monster effects i was really convinced that those things were real i and saw I you
1: i saw you have a quiet place too in your silver category and i was like I don't remember a single effect from a Quiet Place. I think maybe just John Krasinski's scream is embedded in my head, and that's all I can oh, remember the anymore. The monsters,
0: you, you remember what the monsters look sure, like? The monsters sure, sure, yeah. The effects. I mean, they're CGI right. and they no. looked real, so I I give them I give that credit. I think It Chapter One had some good effects, but I you know for me they were a little cartoonish at times. I think that's the point. They're fun. They're disgusting. They're over the top. I enjoyed it. Doctor Sleep had a couple of great shots, but yes. I think if we had a cinematography category, that's where I would put Doctor Sleep in. Flanagan does a nice job there. So those were my five nominated uh, winners and yeah, Conjuring 2, A Quiet Place and It were my top three.
1: I think this is the only category that you and I are wildly different in our rankings of the top oh, wow. five and I, I'm, I'm usually a whore from the, for the big budget special effects and I, that's just what I am. I did not like It Chapter 2, but I thought it just had the best effects. Part of the reason I didn't like It Chapter 2 is because it seemed like all of the extra money in the budget they were given went towards their special effects and they really mm. blew it out that way. So while I thought it had the best effects, that's what I gave it my gold. I think that actually took away from the plot and the script of it, Chapter 2.
0: I think that restaurant scene traumatized me. You know how I love to see food goods on screen. But then when bugs are crawling out of the right. food, that's a problem for right. me. I, I understand your hatred and your pensiveness
1: towards that. That makes sense. Uh, I did go with the Invisible Man as my silver. Uh, mm-hmm. My bronze. Annihilation, I always thought, has been like kind of overlooked. In terms of the VFX,
0: especially with the I like stuff it. on the beach and the, the the ending there, it's it's a wild uh, set of effects. Alex Garland has just he's left me with a bad taste in my mouth after uh, that bad hairdo v- uh, FX show. What was that that I watched? I don't remember what I watched. TV series. It was the new series that he just put out on FX with uh, the guy from Parks and Rec. Oh God, <laughs> the um, not not Mrs. America. Yeah, Mrs. America. Mrs. That's America. what it is. No, of course not. <laughs> IMDb, where are you here? It's like the sequel to X Machina, but it was on FX. What the fuck? Oh, oh, oh devs. yes, devs.
1: yes, yes. Mrs. America. Uh, yes,
0: Mrs. America, the same as Devs. <laughs> oh my God, you're you're shot. Nick Offerman is of course the guy for. I've
1: Netflix. done nothing but watch '80s horror movies for the last like two weeks of my life that's that's all my brand would, would you like a rundown about the movie The Stuff because I can give you a word for word recap of that but uh, in terms of VFX, is yeah. a hell of a drug Isn't right the, exactly uh, <laughs> Exactly. In terms of my did not medals here, I have it chapter one. Uh, I figure that's a nice way of being coherent and like bringing the full circle around here. I also have the autopsy of Jane Doe representing 2016. I think the autopsy of Jane Doe is just an underrated horror movie, period. I think not Mm -hmm. enough people know about it. It's on Netflix right now. It's a fucking scary watch. You definitely get your money's worth.
0: It's not better FX vfx I no i wanted to mention autopsy of jane Doe. well here's the thing i have to disagree with you there because my 2016 number one is conjuring 2 yeah and you said it has better effects than conjuring 2 well, which is a big budget movie I,
1: i'm that. being yeah i'm being i'm being a little tongue-in-cheekish because i don't talk about the autopsy of jane doe much else throughout this program you so i took the shot to get an
0: academy vote
1: i am that's exactly and i do have a space where i talk about the conjuring 2 elsewhere on this so i split the vote yeah you're
0: absolutely right well, how dare you. Uh <laughs> let's get into supporting actor and I'll take the run down here Mike. I think I think you're very high on on 2020's the lie yes. that just premiered on Amazon Prime that very, I very just watched cool. last night ahead of this show and Peter Sarsgaard who went to my high school by the way to my honor oh, yeah, so he is he is our number one unsupporting actor. He beats out Nick Cage from Color Out of Space, Will Wheaton from Rent a Pal, even though we both, we love both of those yes. performances. I think 29's or 2019's number one is clear, Bill Hader from It Chapter 2, if those guys from the lighthouse are duking it out in lead actor and that's what I wound up doing. So I put them both in lead actor because I couldn't choose who was the supporting and who was not. Yeah, I'm going to talk
1: about category fraud as we go down the list here. Yeah,
0: I wanted Bill Hader to get the clear nomination. Anyway, 2018, Alex Wolfe from Hereditary. Gabriel Byrne from Hereditary. I went with Wolf as my number one. We'll see what you pick. Uh, I have 2017 being Javier Bardem, Bill Sarsgaard from It, Bardem, of course, from Mother. Lakeith Stanfield doesn't have a lot in Get Out. But the scenes that he does have are so pretty effective. damn good. Yeah, Caleb Landry Jones, I think, is the next guy from Get Out. And it's tough to choose from because the the father scientist from, uh, oh, my God, West Wing. Anyway. Eric! He's great. Yeah. Eric. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I should have wrote down his name. <laughs> Bruce Greenwood in Gerald's Game, in the beginning of Gerald's Game. I thought he was awesome. It's Another scary.
1: underrated movie that I just wish the last
0: half hour was chopped off of. I agree. Uh, in terms of 2016, you have quantity. I don't know if you have the quality, but we'll talk about it. Brian Cox from The Autopsy of Jane Doe, of course, from Succession there. Michael Huisman from The Invitation is a cult leader type, right? I mm-hmm. mean, he's a creepy guy in that, that one. Movie. John Gallagher Jr., who's also from Sorkin stuff. He was in 10 Cloverfield Lane, uh, one of my favorite movies from 2016. Ralph Innocent was the scary father with that accent from old timey english (laughs) in the double v vich he was a scary dude in there patty considine is is always great underrated he was in the girl with all the gifts with glenn close etc and christopher lloyd underrated performance and i am not a serial killer and you can guess if he's a serial killer or not but he's he's in there i'm gonna go with he's not one because i
1: don't think christopher (laughs) lloyd would would lie to me quite (laughs) frankly
0: all right mike who's your gold My gold is Bill Hader. So obviously I wanted to put Bill Hader in his own category there. I thought he was excellent in It Chapter Two, one of the saving graces of that film. That was a major disappointment, if not the disappointment from twenty nineteen for me, but yeah, Bill Hader was great in it.
1: Flirt with that Oscar relevancy too as soon as that movie came out before we all realized what a kind of a wreck it turned out to be.
0: Yeah, the movie was just too over the top. I mean it was just too nasty. Uh, for most of it and then of course it just didn't have the uh the same wallop as the first right. one for some reason unfortunately i they segmented the plot too much uh, i think that's a major problem when like this yeah. is the scare the crap out of the audience sequence and this is you know this is the flashback sequence i, you I you gotta like find
1: that. a way for all six of these people to go their own separate
0: ways and reconvene at the end so here everyone go chase a mcguffin Contrived, yeah. and Stephen King did it in the book. goddammit. it! Right. So anyway, that book was infuriating yeah. uh, for a lot of reasons, including the child orgy. Anyway, <laughs> my silver is Alex. It's going to be our book. original tagline of the show, yeah. as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, let me, uh, you know, transition to a child actor performance right now—an awkward transition of all time. My silver is Alex Wolf again. That is from Hereditary. I thought he played that scene in the classroom. It was great, very memorable possessed. Oh my god, incredible. And then this of course the scene at the party, a couple scenes at the party. He was he was awesome. I have Javier Bardem as my bronze. That's a tough call cuz that was a great year for supporting performances. I have Peter Sarsgaard and Brian Cox not meddling, but you disagree, Michael. I put
1: Well, this is totally recency bias, and I'm willing to admit it. But I was so wowed by the lie. Uh, it's got m- very middling, if not just negative review scores out there. But it's one of those things that I just don't don't trust the Metacritic score. Don't trust the IMDb score. I love this movie. I think it's got a great screenplay attached to it, and I think the only thing that outdoes the screenplay uh, is is the Sarsgaard performance. So Peter Sarsgaard from the Lie uh, is my gold medal winner here for supporting act. I also am very high on hater. I'm a little, I didn't want him to win. I couldn't put it, Chapter Two, winning gold in the first two categories we cover because I'm not that high in the movie overall. So again, my Academy snobbiness is taking over here. I put Hater in my silver medal winner.
0: So yeah, you're making an Oscar uh, Oscar puzzle out of this. Exactly. What's happening. exactly. I'm
1: treating it as authentically as I possibly can. This exercise in horror ridiculousness that we do here. Uh, Alex Wolf is my bronze winner. Uh, so we're kind of similar in our top three as far as did not medal. I also liked Javier Bardem. I loved Mother. I'm going to talk more about that as this show goes on here. Michael Hoisman Heisman, Heisman, Hoisman. Not going to get that name right. What's important <laughs> is you watch the invitation. I that is one of the most just surprisingly efficient. I guess it's a horror movie. There's a couple movies right. we're gonna. The Lie in the same way. I guess The Lie is a horror movie, but they're oh, just the hor- I, yeah, they're horror. Movies. Yeah, they're just damn good movies too. They're entertaining. So I, yes. I do go out of your way to go seek them out and watch
0: them. I think uh, The Invitation's still on Netflix. I believe it. Anyway, I believe The it Lies on Amazon,
1: so people can check that out.
0: Mike, supporting actress here.
1: So for 2016, we have some options like, Mike, you like Glenn Close from The Girl with All the Gifts. Uh, Katie Dickey also representing here from The Vich, Elizabeth Reeser from Ouija Origin of Evil. 2017 I think we both agree the best one 2017 is Allison Williams in Get Out who I still to this day will argue should have probably been nominated for an Oscar in this category with that performance Mm -hmm. Uh, just something that sticks with you. 2018 Emily Blunt from A Quiet Place and much to my chagrin and dismay we're not going to include Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween because my co-host doesn't like me to have fun or
0: joy in this life The Screen Actors Guild went with Emily Blunt and we beholden a little bit to them at times, right? I mean, that was my rationale.
1: My grudge will will <laughs> we'll have vengeance in this episode. <laughs>
0: 2019. Rebecca Ferguson from
1: Doctor Sleep, who was a great Rose of the Hat. Uh, also, we had Elizabeth Moss from Oscura, Cedric from Villains, Marion Jean Baptiste from In Fabric, which I'm not even sure was actually classified as a movie, never mind a horror movie. Uh, Tilda Swinton from The Dead Don't Die, also there. In 2020, you would think we don't have many options to pick from, but we have a couple decent performances in horror movies of 2020. Robin Nevin from Relic. Bella Heathcote from Relic as well. Amy Rutledge, who we talked to, and we're, we're lucky enough to have on this show, from Rent-A-Pal herself. Uh, Alice Kriege, Kriege again name i'm not going to get right the former board queen uh she was in gretel and hansel and alice and brie from the rental as well michael
0: and felicia rashad who i just watched this morning in black box uh she was awesome as well okay my gold is emily blunt and if i'm gonna put her in over jamie lee curtis mmo favorite mmo stamp (laughs) of approval mmo scream scream queen of all time Then I I have to put her at number one, even though I love Allison Williams from Get Out. She's my silver. Glenn Close is actually my bronze. I thought she was really good in The Girl with All the Gifts, and that was not a movie I was a huge fan of. And it was hard to pick Glenn Close over Rose the Hat, but Glenn Close needs to win more than she is right now. And Robin Nevin, I loved her in Relic. She creeped the shit out of me. Yes, she was very creepy. I loved all three generations of women in that family film. <laughs> well, it's a movie about a family. So should that movie had
1: film. not have rather been called The Legacy instead of The Relic?
0: I like Relic, though, because it's, like, it's one word. It, it seems creepier, right? I, I, I hated the way that movie
1: ended, too. I just watched it last night. It was, oh, a that's my favorite movie. part, the oh, ending.
0: I hated the ending. I hated it
1: so much. I that's why I think it should have been you. called If it was called Legacy, I think it would have been a better
0: ending. I don't know. No, I'm, I I'm stuck you. up. Living that ending, because now I'm mad at you. That's terrible. It's the worst thing I've ever said on this podcast. That was just lashing out, is what that was. It's understandable, though. Um,
1: did you finish? I can't remember.
0: Yes, I did. Okay. Go, go ahead I have
1: Alison Williams. We're both very high on her. She is my gold medal winner for uh, supporting actors here. Elizabeth Moss. I have her performance from us as the yeah. silver here. I, I was, figured you'd
0: go there. I was were...
1: enamored with her. She was awesome. Yeah. And she doesn't do much. She doesn't say all that much, but she, like Lupita Nyong'o, is playing basically two roles. And I think she's great. Here's my category fraud rant for this uh, mm. practice we do. If you vote for Emily Blunt in the supporting actress role, don't yeah. you also have to say Vera Farmiga is a supporting actress from Conjuring 2?
0: No. But uh, Well, I'm going to say yes. I don't live by principles, <laughs> but I get, I get what you're saying. If there's fraud somewhere, there's fraud everywhere. Yeah, I and, mean, they're, uh, they're basically the, the same operates. type of role. I, I know right. that that's how politics operates. That's how the country operates. I get you. <laughs> yes. I, I see what you're saying.
1: So I'm going to say I'm going to say if you vote for one for the bronze medal, you got to vote for both of them. So they're going to both. They're going to split my bronze vote. I'm going to see if I can cheat in every single category in one way or the other. And so far, I'm three for three. Uh, Never made
0: up award show. Mike. go, 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 go nuts.
1: <laughs> Nevin, as well as my did not medal here.
0: I wished a horror movie ending on your soul a few minutes ago because I was mad that you didn't like a movie that I liked the same way. That's how we do things here at MMO, folks. Adapted screenplay, and I know you're going to have some fire on this one, Michael. 2020, we have The Lie, which is adapted from a international film called We Monsters that mm-hmm. I have to see. Uh, the I- Invisible Man, of course, is, you know, Adapted from uh, the Universal Monster movie there. Color Out of Space is H.P. Lovecraft and, of course, Gretel and Hansel. Uh, a Solid movie with Sevilla Lillis. Great cinematography, if mm-hmm. we had that category. Agree. That's Those are your 2020s. I think we both agree on the 2019 adapted screenplay. That's Mike Flanagan's Doctor Sleep. Impossibly good job he did with that. 2018, I think there were three, and one is—I don't—I'm not sure if it's adapted, but it claims to be adapted from a real, <laughs> a real horror news story. <laughs> so, <laughs> I might be stretching a little. Good bit. enough for me. I'll count it anyway. That's Veronica. Otherwise, Annihilation's based on a book, and Suspiria, of course, is a remake of an initial Suspiria from that, that we reviewed. Of, yes, uh, Dario Dario Argenta. Argenta. Uh, 2017, Stephen King's It is i think the best adapted screenplay i think we could both agree on that otherwise 2016 we have conjuring 2 based on a couple famous hauntings Mm -hmm. and if you're buying that i'm stretching i am not a serial killer the girl with all the gifts they are two novels i believe
1: everything from the conjuring has to be adapted right because they're all claimed to be works from ed and lorraine warren yes so i think as far as adapted goes you have to kind of consider those they can't be original works even though whether or not they actually happen in the way they show on screen is probably up to your interpretation as to whether or not they did but
0: uh, i've almost bought the demonologist a few times on uh on audible aren't
1: aren't you scared if you do a deep dive into that stuff with us being so close to the the warren house that like we're sure to be haunted
0: I'm sure Annabelle's going to start knocking on the right. back door. Right, right. Back- that's
1: exactly what I mean. Like, oh, I'm gonna, just going to buy the demonologist just to see what it's like. And then, boom, your mother's a witch. You know, like...
0: I would not be surprised. <laughs> then I would live the ending of Relic, because I cursed you <laughs> earlier in this episode. And, yeah, I would but deserve it. All,
1: all comes full circle. My gold for adapted screenplay. Again, the tightrope Mike Flanagan had to walk between staying true to the Stanley Kubrick Shining movie and working in Stephen King's Shining Book or Doctor Sleep book, as it were, for the Doctor Sleep adaptation. That movie deserved so much better. It deserved so much better at the box office. I'm still upset about it's I mean, they had a whole cinematic universe planned for it that's kinda gone and fallen by the wayside here because it just disappointed at the box office. But that movie was so good, I thought, in its screenplay, Mike Flanagan deserves all the credit in the world. That's gonna be my gold. I think that movie
0: finished inside my top ten for movies last year, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you there. It's my gold as well for all the same reasons. Good.
1: I'm glad to hear it. I mean, I just I want more people to see it. I know the, the even the director's cut I think is available. I want to say on HBO right now. Something on it's something on VOD. I think it might be HBO, but it's one of the premium channels. Silver for me again. I'm very very high on the screenplay of the lie, and I like mm-hmm. you want to see the the original movie that it's based off of called We Monsters. I'm I just. I'm very surprised by what that movie was able to do. It's been a long time since the movie made me stop and just go, what the fuck? And that <laughs> one did.
0: <laughs> uh, the highest high of this category, I would say, with yeah. that moment.
1: Bronze, I, I, I really enjoyed our watch and our review of Veronica. Even though I really had a hard time uh, picking it over Suspiria for this spot, but I, I went with Veronica. Uh, it, I think it's I think Veronica is scarier than Suspiria to be quite honest. So I went with the, the more horror, uh, the more true to horror name, the more true to horror genre. My did not medals would be Conjuring
0: Two and it. Even though those are impossible for me to keep out, I think. I'm still trying to figure out what uh, annihilation meant, but that's a that's a good uh, that's a good doozy of a problem there in 2018. Yeah, it is. Suspiria, annihilation, or Veronica? I went with Suspiria because it kind of edged out Veronica, but I would agree if Veronica's the better overall composition. Suspiria had some downer. Segments. Yeah. They had a really stupid segment there. Well, I don't think you could
1: pick wrong. I I think you're absolutely right. Like, whether you picked that, whether you picked Annihilation, those three. 2018 was a good year all around for horror. Those are three strong, strong screenplays.
0: Major adaptations. Anyway, we have Dr. Sleep is my gold. Like I said, Silver is it for me. And Stephen King's book did not work and that movie worked really well I thought yeah. upon rewatch now that that's a movie that the first time you see it it really taxes you psychologically like you 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 almost feel like you're getting off a roller coaster when you're done with that movie the rewatches aren't as good as the first watch I agree with opinion, that but I I still enjoyed it yeah. and then Conjuring 2 just has some great moments and I really I, re- I really love the Conjuring series. This is one of the reasons we've done our whole, uh, you know, Conjuring universe uh, series of our own, Mike. So I'm partial to to that one. I have The Lie with a really uh, with a great moment, but The Lie annoyed me. Like you can handle a lot of the aggravation yes. a movie can bring, especially yes. a horror movie. Because you've been in courthouses and you deal with all that aggravation on a daily d- basis, I have a harder time. Like I just, I was hating that movie and I was cursing you until the last third, and then I was like, "Oh, now I see. This see, is pretty great."
1: You, you come from a normal family that was full of love and compassion, and I come from a family of sociopathic psychos. So there's a there's a balancing act that needs to happen between you and I. I, I can listen for in all seriousness. I can understand people not liking the first two thirds of the lie. I absolutely can. I mean it's a lot mm-hmm. you, there's a big suspension of disbelief there's a lot you got to kind of just accept but I think it's all works for what the payoff is
0: Hey writer directive uh, Venus suit right from the uh, the killing AMC's the killing yeah so she's uh, you know back in feature films and doing a nice job with that movie I was it was a, a pleasant surprise for me watching that last night but The Lie and Suspiria do not meddle for me unfortunately Uh, Mike, we got to get into the original stuff, though. And I think the original. Screenplay categories They're robust So we got a lot to mention here So
1: let's run them down From 2016 You have the likes of 10 Cloverfield Lane Which both of us are very high on You also have Don't Breathe Which is incredibly underrated As is The Autopsy of Jane Doe The How do
0: you pick between uh, those three?
1: I mean, these—this is uh, you said it This is a very, very strong category And it's just going to keep going As we go down the list here The Vich, Mm -hmm. also from 2016 Ouija Origin of Evil Absolutely no business Being as good as it is Especially with the first Ouija movie Being as so blah as it was Mm-hmm. But Ouija Order of Evil, very underrated. Trained to Busan, we haven't even mentioned yet, really. Uh, the Shallows as well, 2017. Look, you could talk about 2017 and horror all you want, but. A horror screenplay won the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay in 2017, and it was Jordan Peele's Get Out. So that's the choice of 2017, Mike and I feel. No question. 2018, Hereditary from Ari Aster uh, graced us with its presence. We also had A Quiet Place from Brian Woods and Scott Beck, of course. And 2018, maybe a little remake called Halloween. I don't know if you've heard of it. David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, (laughs) Jeff Fradley there. 2019 brought us The Lighthouse. We also had another one from Ari Aster in Midsommar. Us, Jordan Peele, made a return, and Ready or Not, as well as Gaspar Noe's
0: Climax. Yeah, the all, 15, all 15 pages of it, because otherwise it's just dance party <laughs> for the other hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> he
1: monotonously, like, really wrote down all the minutiae of each movement of each person in that club. Can that you windows. imagine?
0: That would be great.
1: 2020 so far, we've had Rent-A-Pal, The Lodge, Relic, Scare Me, and The Rental, as far as original screenplays go. Michael, start
0: us off. All right, I think this is an obvious winner for both of us yes. with Get Out. I think this gets intriguing after this. So our golds have to be given to Jordan Peele there, Michael. Correct. Uh, in terms of silver, it all depends on what you think is the best screenplay of you know, a couple of these years because it, it's, it's tough competition. So I'm nominating 10 Cloverfield Lane in the screenplay category. I'll give Don't Breathe credit elsewhere. I don't know if I give The Autopsy of Jane Doe credit. It's kind of a bridesmaid in every category right now for me. But I have 10 Cloverfield Lane. I loved how that was a claustrophobic apocalypse movie. And uh, I'm going to mention it more going forward. So uh, that's my silver. An
1: extremely high-quality entry into that Cloverfield franchise, too.
0: Yeah, I I was shocked by that movie. I was blown away. It was much better than I ever thought possible. Terms of my bronze, and this it was again, it's a close call between silver and bronze here. Hereditary and Ari Aster coming back to that movie last year, I believe. It's still scary as hell. I appreciate it all the more. One of the best cult movies ever made, a creepy, creepy movie if there ever was one. And uh, it's it's hard to pick that over the Lighthouse, but I I do pick it over the Lighthouse. I think Robert Eggers is uh, is really in the in a sweet spot of his career, and I think that was a wacky, hilarious terrifying screenplay (laughs) it's very hard to do it's hard to juggle all of that but i I just can't pick it and it it really bothers me and midsummer was a great screenplay so was us i mean we gave a, a lot of those movies you know major credit so this was like an impossible category to choose from uh, and, and that's not even mentioned 2020 films. I had Rentapal a as, pal as a really crisp, smooth, great composition from Mr. Stevenson there. I loved Scare Me. It had some high highs. That's on Shutter right now. I'm a fan of Relic. I guess you were not. The Lodge, The Rental, I thought were pretty good scripts as well.
1: I like Relic. I like this, the script of it. The ending I just had a problem with. Uh, I thought it was a, a very high-quality horror movie, though, and there's plenty of creeps in it for you. You're for you. not going to love the Green Knight, are you? As much as me. <laughs> is that what's happening? You mean, you mean Oscar hopeful, Oscar front runner of the Green Knight? We'll see. <laughs> um, I agree with you, obviously, gold, get out. I think it's just on a different level than anything else we're talking about, but that's not to say that what's second, third, and did not medal here aren't of yeah. superb quality, because they are. I went hereditary. I mean, hereditary works because Aster is so phenomenal, but it works mainly because Tony Collette makes hereditary work. You put anyone else in that role, and I don't know that you get the the screenplay coming to life in the way it does, but she's outstanding and it is really a high quality screenplay so I went silver for hereditary there. Bronze, I still say Jordan Peele's Us was left up to interpretation purposefully, and you're supposed to get from it what you can get from it as a viewer and with that belief, I went with Jordan Peele getting the bronze medal, so I have Jordan Peele winning two of my three medals here. That means my did not medals were Rent-A-Pal And, like, pick your choice from 2016, because neither Rent-A-Pal nor pretty much anything that came out in 2016, including 10 Cloverfield Lane, Autopsy of Jane Doe, Vich, Train to Busan, or even, and especially, like I said earlier, Ouija, Origin of Evil, none of those movies really have any right to be as watchable and as awesome as they are individually. Right. I just couldn't find a place for them over the Jordan Peele stuff, and I wasn't going to take out Hereditary, because Hereditary, I think, is legitimately one of the scariest movies we've had in quite some time. So, look, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of these. It's a lush field, like you were saying, Mike, for original screenplays in terms of horror the last five years.
0: I'm shocked at how consistent we're being right now with the Mike Mike and Oscars of the past, (laughs) and that we remember our takes from from <laughs> other episodes, this, we we could flip flop like crazy, but we're not. So I'm proud of you for sticking with us because you had that as one of your top screenplays <laughs> of that year, if not the top screenplay. I don't remember, but it was it was high on your list. So very cool, Mike. We'll move into the lead actor category now. All right.
1: So from 2020, we have Brian Landis-Fulkins right now from rent We both agree is the standout yes. lead actor representing horror in 2020. 2019, this is where Mike's boys from The Lighthouse come into play. He puts both Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson here. I'll talk about that in a second. Ewan McGregor from Dr. Sleep. Bill Skarsgård from Villains. James McAvoy from It Chapter 2. Mark O'Brien from Ready or Not make mentions as well. 2018, Representative Nick Cage in that fever dream on LSD called Mandy, We also had Johnny Flynn from Beast, Logan Marshall Green from Upgrade, Kevin Janssen from Revenge, John Krasinski from A Quiet Place. 2017... Mike and I both feel Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out, himself being an Oscar nominee for that performance. Can you tell that Mike and I are big fans of Get Out? You might be able to pick that up as we go along here. Representatives yeah. from 2016 include John Goodman from 10 Cloverfield Lane, Stephen Lang from Don't Breathe, Logan Marshall Green from The Invitation, Yu Gong from Train to Busan, Jun Kunimara from The Wailing, Patrick Wilson from Conjuring 2, and Emil Hirsch from The Autopsy of Jane
0: Doe. Okay, so another category where the winner is a bit obvious and we got to talk about the rest yes, of the medal to kind of really get into it so daniel kaluuya is our gold winner from get out it's a major question on who to pick for silver just from the movie itself like i think it's one of the two guys from the lighthouse right and i think whoever gets the trophy the other one should be brought on stage and thanked <laughs> like tommy wiseau style the trophy shall be split in two <laughs> willem defoe is my pick from the lighthouse, but I think sits pretty great in that movie as well. And it's just one of those all timers like when an actor just goes for it, like Tom Hardy level goes for it. Yes and somehow pulls it off. Agreed. And I guess Willem Dafoe was born to be that you know eighteenth century uh lighthouse keeper.
1: I wonder if that role and that performance from Defoe is as beloved if he hadn't already turned into like a Hall of Fame memer. Yeah, on the that, Twitter yeah. sphere and everything, like do we take him? Like we expect him to be ridiculous, so that's why we're like, oh, Bravo, acting ridiculous
0: in the lighthouse. This is like a, a Hall of Fame memer category, Mount Rushmore, maybe. <laughs> you think like, so? Like Daniel Kalu is, yeah, the Sunken Place is everywhere, and then Willem Dafoe all over the place from the lighthouse. That's a good point. Nick Cage was a hard omission. <laughs> <laughs> But I have him not meddling from Mandy, even though I loved his performance there. Because John Goodman to me was incredible in Ten Cloverfield Lane. I wish John Goodman would just work more. Unfortunately, he's not. Like he's just sitting on his laurels. He doesn't need to work that much, I guess. And he's doing the TV thing. But he's I, I would I would pay to watch him in every movie. But he was great in Ten Cloverfield Lane. Terrifying.
1: I agree with everything you say. We actually have the same top three. I have Kaluuya, Gold, Defoe, Silver as well, and Goodman, Bronze. But look, as great as John Goodman was, I feel like this whole field is basically Kaluuya, who's on a whole nother level, and then everyone else. I mean, Defoe, you kind of have to do a little category fraud to get him and Pattinson in here. So if you accept they're both supporting actors and neither one's a lead, and you take them out of this category... What happened to the leading men in horror of the last five years? It's kind of a a pretty barren landscape. Like, we have to do backflips just to fit in the guy from Upgrade, which isn't even really a horror film. And if we don't do those things, we're talking about what? Like, Stanley Tucci from Patient Zero being a nominee here? Like, where are all the leading men in horror?
0: Yeah, Stanley Tucci was not great. No, he he was was not. (laughs) I remember that movie, though. That movie wasn't terrible. I've seen worse. (laughs)
1: We need we need a final man, you know? I mean, like, I, I'm not going to get on my pedestal and say Hollywood's been unkind to men, but there's no
0: leading men in horror for the last five years. I mean, it's, or at least it's a very barren field. It's not as strong as our next category, Agreed? I would agree, Mike. Uh, lead actress is perhaps the toughest race we're going to have today, and, and we may have to talk it out here, but let's go over the possibilities. 2020, I think Elizabeth Moss is the best actress of 2020 in terms of uh, horror movies from The Invisible Man. Although Riley Keough, I love her in The Lodge. I loved Emily Mortimer in Relic. Aya Cash is just so cool and scare me. I'm a big fan of that film. I kind of want to rewatch that movie on Shudder, by the way. That's, that's been a movie I've almost clicked on again a few times. Sophia Lillis from Gretel and Hansel. I thought she's just been doing good stuff all across the board. I just saw her in the film festival from Uncle Frank, which is coming to Amazon pretty soon. Uh, she's really good. Of course, she's in the IT movies. Yeah. She's, it's a matter of time before she starts winning serious awards, I think. Mike, we have to talk about these next two. and we're gonna. It's going to be like splitting hairs mm-hmm. who we're going to pick here. But Lupita Nyong'o in Us is an all-timer horror Movie performance period, and she beats out Florence Pugh in *Midsummer*, which in any other year would be the best harm you know best actress that we could pick. I mean, she would be maybe a top three here. I don't know; it's debatable between her and we'll get to our third in a second. But Toni Collette is the obvious winner in 2018 from *Hereditary*, and that one-two punch is going to be impossible to choose from. But let's get into 2017. I think we both have Jennifer Lawrence from Mother again. It, it, it's
1: amazing to me how forgotten Mother has become.
0: Right. But I, I, it's forgotten because maybe Tony Collette and Lupita Nyong'o in those <laughs> other horror movies, right? So... It's 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 really difficult to choose uh, b- between them, and it's going to be a, a bear of a category coming up here. But it's really been a wealth of riches in terms absolutely. of horror movie actresses, and we got more in 2016. Mary Elizabeth winston was awesome, loved in, her. In uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane, Anya Taylor Joy really broke out. She was great. In the double V Vitch, there. I mean, Vera Farmiga in Conjuring Two, Jane Levy in uh, Don't Breathe. We yes. both loved her. We praised Blake Lively, mm-hmm. I believe, in The Shallows a couple times. Sania Nanao from The Girl With All The Gifts, a child actor performance that really was incredible. And speaking of those, uh, Lulu Wilson in Ouija, Origin of Evil, even with that big mouth on the poster, <laughs> she was pretty awesome in that. Now you see why I, per- why I performed a little category fraud of my own
1: by putting Vera Farmiga in the supporting actress category because, right? look, it as great sense. as she was, I don't think she can sniff what a uh, top three we have here. And the top three doesn't even mention, like you said, Florence Pugh, because I, like you, tend to go with Lupita as the representative from 2019. Mm-hmm. And it really is splitting hairs. I mean, Florence Pugh is like the reluctant goddess, whereas Lupita Nyong'o is putting forth two completely different performances. And how do you pick between them? I, I walk away from one movie thinking of... Maybe other things other than the lead actress performance just because of how radical what happens in *Midsummer* is and how ingrained in my brain that ending is versus mm. you walk away from us thinking of Lupita Nyong'o, or at least I do.
0: So that's how I was able to choose. How do you choose between Lupita and Florence Pugh? I went with Lupita, I think, because of the quantity argument as well. It's quantity of quality, and the, the two performances are are both incredible in their own right. I mean, it's a, the one of the best Scream Queens ever, yeah. badass female horror movie performances ever with the mother character. Mm-hmm. And then you have the strangest horror movie villain performance with the, uh, the tethered version of herself. So I just, I'd never seen anything like what she put on screen there. And it made us say that she was horribly horrible overlooked as a lead actress yeah. in the years past to the point where we're we're rooting for her to be the you know the lead in every movie going right. forward and that's you know something that we're going to be talking about with the Marvel franchise right with Black Panther mm-hmm. I mean I know there's our buddy Rafael Esparza there when who came on our show for all the betting odds was asking us how it</thead> uh, it's crazy uh, that was pretty. Uh, that was a pretty wild DM exchange that we had about Black Panther not too long ago. And yeah, I think uh, I think Lupita could carry that franchise if anybody can. Absolutely to that. I mean, there's no doubt.
1: I did. You know, we're all going to be curious as to what happens with Black Panther. But Lupita is in that conversation because she was able to carry two leading roles in us. Right. Two. You know, flirtation with Oscars relevancy. You talked about the SAG Awards already, and she was nominated at the SAG Awards. She was recognized by her peers for that. I I think this category shows certainly my bias. I couldn't remember how you ended up ranking at the end of the year. I think it's both of our biases, but we have the same gold, silver, and bronze. Tony Collette, gold, Lupita, silver, Jennifer Lawrence, from mother, bronze. It shows our bias. It's incredibly tough. But these are also, at least for me, I think they were for you too, but you let me know if I'm wrong. The last three women I had as my number one lead actress
0: performances of the last three years as well. I don't think I had Jennifer Lawrence as my number one. Okay. And I don't think I had I don't remember if I had Lupita because I know I had Olivia Coleman number one overall. That what what year was that? These are these years are I all know, blending all blend together, together at this point. All right, but this is the horror Oscar, Oscars, right? So we don't have to remember that. But I, I I agree with you that they've been top tier and they should have been nominated at the at but, the at the real Oscars.
1: But that's the differentiation, right? Is that we know Tony Collette was our number ones with a bullet, and we're still angry about that.
0: Very angry. Yeah. Maybe it's origin bias because it was one of the first mm. bandwagons that we were, you know, driving right. along with a few of the pundits in the space that year. We were furious. That she wasn't nominated, and we wouldn't forget it. That (laughs) whole award season, it's like every episode. I can't believe she was. Yeah, fuck you and fuck (laughs) them. We were pissed, ripping pissed. And yeah, I think Tony Collette. uh, uh, Talk about performances we've never seen before. I've never seen. A woman under the influence type performance like that in a horror movie yeah. that was that scary that it that that worked on so many levels. I mean, she's possessed, or is she? And it's just different levels of possession at certain times. It's wild, and I think it's uh, I think it's a performance that's got to go down. You know, in the in the history books as as one of the best horror movie performances ever. And it's it was robbed. I yeah. say to this day it was robbed. Yeah,
1: I, I agree. I uh, co sign underscore everything you say. And speaking of calling it a woman under the influence, that's actually I know I mean my did not medals are Mary Elizabeth Winstead from Ten Cloverfield Lane and I went with Riley Keogh because Riley Keog in The Lodge scared the shit out of me, and I think Elizabeth Moss is great. I think I went in with too high expectations because I got to The Invisible Man later than everybody else, so I was already set with the Oscar flirtation that was you know, carrying that out for the first four months of the year. I, mm-hmm. it, it fell a little short for me, but Riley Keog was very unexpected, and she was terrifying as a woman under the influence for me in The Lodge.
0: Oh yeah, really, really scary. I, I have Elizabeth Moss a little higher, but I, I can't argue that. But it, you know, it's tough. It's tough not to put uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead or Elizabeth Moss into the group for me. I think if I put them in the Best Actor category, right, they would oh, yeah. get into get no a medal from me. No question, right there. Because yeah, that top three is hard to crack. So that that was a hell of a category, an impossible category to pick. But we did our best there, Michael. We have Best Director as our second to last section here.
1: So let's talk about some entries from 2016. Possible nominees Fede Alvarez from Don't Breathe, Dan Trachtenberg of 10 Cloverfield Lane, Mike Flanagan from Ouija Origins of Evil, Sang ho Young from Train to Busan, Karen Kusama of The Invitation, Andre Overdahl for Autopsy of Jane Doe. Uh, 2017, again, look, 2017 might as well just be the year of Jordan Peele and Get Out because that's what it was, so that's our lone yeah. nominee from 2017. 2018, as much as we'd like to say R.E.S., there's the lone nominee from Hereditary. There's some other entries, uh, specifically David Gordon Green of Halloween. I'm going to upset a lot of people when we talk about our medal winners because of that. John Krasinski from A Quiet Place, Steven Soderbergh from Unsane, uh, by the way, Unsane, I forgot to mention this, but I wanted to mention give Claire Foy a shout out. She was great in Unsane. I just couldn't find a spot for her in the uh, best actress
0: category there. Jesse Buckley from Beast, uh, Claire Foy from Unsane. Yeah. I, I could have mentioned a lot of names, but I just kind of stopped filling Agreed. them in because yeah. the you know Lupita and then uh, Tony Collette. Those two years, like we didn't get into them at right. all because the leaders are so far out. The, front.
1: the people holding the torch are leading the charge, and they're far away already. I, I agree. Yeah, it's just. A great, great couple years for horror, especially for leading ladies. But uh, for 2018 as well, we have Luca Guadagnino in terms of best directors from Suspiria. Paco Plaza from Veronica as well, going into 2019. Mike Flanagan is there again with Dr. Sleep. Robert Eggers from The Lighthouse, Jordan Peele's Us, Ari Aster's Midsommar, Ready or Not, the team of Matthew Bettinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gallette, who will also be doing the upcoming Screen 5, which I'm very mm. excited for. 2020, we have the likes of Natalie, Erica, James of Relics, John Stevenson's rent pal Lee Wonell for The Invisible Man, Severin Fiala and Veronica of friends doing the lodge michael
0: our golds go to jordan peele yes. another obvious pick here uh, silver is tough Silver is much tougher to pick, especially depending on, you know, what your best of the year are. And I have Ari Aster winning 2018 over David Gordon Green and Krasinski. I know other people would choose differently there, but I loved Hereditary. I'm very sick in the head. I (laughs) thought that was a metaphor for the financial crisis. That was good. That was one of my favorite
1: metaphors that you pulled
0: out. Well, I took it from all the imagery and I worked on Wall Street for a little bit and I hated everything that happened there. So just that, (laughs) I don't know, maybe it was bias on my part, but uh, that's what I came away with uh, thinking. And Ari Aster really spoke to me with that weird, insane movie. And I I probably should uh, not scream that out in a podcast.
1: You're able to relate so well to a movie like, (laughs) you know, this movie really speaks to me. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and here I am saying as much. But Mike, uh, Feedy Alvarez won my my 2016 Best Director. It's very close between him and Dan Trachtenberg, but he's going to get my bronze there. I love Don't Breathe, and I thought that was action horror thriller movie directing at its best. It was very so good. he gets he gets my nod there. Mike Flanagan, uh, Natalie Erica James they should be getting more credit than they are in the horror movie space and in the Oscar. Uh, space going forward, and, and Natalie Erica James really, you know, burst onto the scene. For me, I thought she did a great job with Relic.
1: Yeah, she she was outstanding. I unfortunately have her as a did not medal, but she is my representative from 2020. Uh, she, along with Karen Kusama from 2016, again, the mm-hmm. invitation. I'm just blown away by. Look, Jordan Peels the gold. I have Mike Flanagan for Doctor Sleep, my silver, and I put David Gordon Green as bronze, and I don't care. I, look, it should be Ari Aster, and I get it. <laughs> But I'm not going to do a horror Olympics show and not give Michael Myers some kind of trophy. So Halloween gets my bronze medal here.
0: (laughs) A bronze (laughs) for the gold medal of your heart. Exactly. God damn it. If I don't have principles, I have nothing, Mike. I understand that. That was an awesome movie and the best work we've ever done with that Halloween series. I got to send out a pinned tweet because we're not pushing our Halloween series nearly enough. You're right. You're right. Anyway, Mike, we got Best Picture here. A lot of great movies to choose from, like we said at the top of the show. Five great years of horror. 2020, my number one is The Lodge. I think you're going to have a different number one. Rent-A-Pal, Relic, The Invisible Man, and The Lie would be my five nominees. Mm Mm-hmm. 2019 my best movie best horror movie is the lighthouse but i think us dr sleep ready or not midsummer i i i'm sure you're gonna have a different pick yourself yeah i think those are all worthy uh nominees as well 2018 i have hereditary i don't think you're going with halloween Here, i'm not
1: going to i took it more seriously (laughs)
0: <laughs> right? It's the serious category. It's best picture anyway. A Quiet Place, Unsane, Suspiria. We're listing a lot of nominees because it's worth it. I'm even listening nominees for 2017. Yes, Get Out is going to be my nomination, but Mother was an awesome movie. It was an awesome movie. Gerald's Game is underrated. Very. And Split, Split from M Night Shyamalan. At the, I think in January of that year was a really I cool movie so, as well. Yeah. I believe that's true. In terms of 20. 2016 i got more than five nominees again i think there's a deep bench in 2016 we had 10 cloverfield lane that edges out don't breathe for me really tough decision there i wouldn't begrudge if you went uh elsewhere conjuring Two, the autopsy of jane doe ouija origin of evil Train to busan the invitation the double v -V 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 vich and the wailing which we haven't mentioned yet in this episode what a weird south korean horror movie that was so check that one out i think that's on streaming services somewhere I forget where. Maybe it's on shutter now. So you
1: hit the nail on the head. Just look at the quality of the last five years, how deep this bench is, and to to steal your term there. Just we might be in a golden age of horror right now, not since, not seen since like maybe the late 70s, early 80s, right. with those tentpole uh, slasher picks getting done for the first time and kind of changing the genre. Uh, this is, and this doesn't even mention the likes of things that are beyond the five-year point, like Cabin in the Woods that we saw, like It Follows. It's mm-hmm. just a great, the Evil Dead remake, I just um, oh, yeah. watched that for the first time, and Fidi Alvarez again from 2013, great job there. I think we're really truly in kind of this horror golden age. We have people that Were raised on the genre that care deeply about It that want to try their hand in It and and try to change it for The better and keep it going and keep getting New people in it and involved and new fans Etc That said It's really tough for me to not pick Get Out as my gold medal winner for Best Picture. I think it should have won Best Picture in 2017 at the Oscars. And I think it's a mistake that it didn't. And I think as the years go on, we're going to look back and say, how the hell did something like Fish Sex beat the statement (laughs) Jordan Peele made in
0: Get Out in 2017? It was the movie of that year. And for you to put that qualifier on it and say, all right, Best Picture's I never thought about it that way, but you know, you said Best Pictures should be the movie of the year kind of you know That not reflect what's going on in the year, yeah. And Get Out was certainly that, and I, I, I agreed with you. I think after the fact, I think I was pushing for something else, something weird. I always do this. It's like Phantom Thread or something <laughs> like that.
1: <laughs> well, you weren't pushing for fish sex, Mike, and that's what matters in this. That's thing. right. Yeah. That does matter. We, Our silvers. We have the same silver as well, Hereditary, again. I mean, the combination... Ari Aster bursting onto the scene with that screenplay, with that Tony Collette performance. I felt no stronger, I think, in the time of doing MMO than I have that Get Out should have won Best Picture in 2017 and Tony Collette should have won Best Actress in 2018.
0: Cosine. It should be on our uh, letterhead somewhere. If we have a letterhead, we don't have a letterhead, but we should get one.
1: We barely have a letter. Uh, bronze, Michael, you're very high on 10 Cloverfield Lane. I went with the lie. It's probably recency bias, but again, I don't oh, care. Boo.
0: That is the biggest just recency bias i've ever seen that is the million dollar baby pick from you i am disgusted with this you picked i mean this is a bohemian rhapsody pick it might you. be you're it the might hollywood be. foreign press i don't care how much you love that movie there's no way you say that's better than dr sleep are you kidding i me? have it as a better grade right now i do i gave the lion 88 that's better than Don't Breathe. That's better than Dr. Sleep. That's better than Ten Clothes. Well, here, look, lane. look, here's, poppycock. here's, no, here's, I'm pulling you out. That's <laughs> pure poppycock. You're insane. Well, here's my problem with this, okay?
1: The one I would have had battling for silver, I don't know if I would have given it silver or bronze, but mother would have been battling for silver or bronze with me, with hereditary. Okay. okay. So I can't put that there because it came out in the same year as Get Out. So I, I have to do something with the bronze here. I, it, it was really tough between Dr. Sleep, Conjuring 2, and The Lie. I went strictly by numbers. Right now, having only watched it once and only analyzed it once, I have The Lie with a better grade. I'm shocked. I know. I'm not but, happy. I'm not happy. But I'm a man of, of integrity. And like I've always said, I will be nothing if not truthful and honest. And fo- I'm, I'm, I'm bullshitting. I lie all the time. <laughs>
0: Did you have a decimal point for your rating on the lie, like you did for Trial of Chicago Seven? No, no, I did not. I did not this time. What's your romance? That's gonna be your tell when there's a de- anyway. Uh, all right, yeah. Get out is my gold. Silver is hereditary, just like you. My bronze is Ten Cloverfield Lane, hedging out the lighthouse and the lodge, which are my best of the years, 2019 and t- 2020. That is so the- tough tough choices across this category. It's a toss-up to me on 2020 right now. I I wonder if like a Saint Maud or a Promising Young Woman would have contended with what we have, if a Candyman would have been up there, Halloween Kills, if that would have been a critical darling unlike any of the Halloweens of the past, maybe since the original, right? I was curious to see if they would have elevated the franchise there after the first movie was so good. It's
1: also very rare you get a trilogy you know is going to be a trilogy because that really messes with expectations from what that
0: second movie is going to be and can do. Could it have been the Empire Strikes Back of this Halloween trilogy? I hope it could have been. I can't wait to see it. God help everyone if Jamie Lee Curtis is murdered in this movie. All right. right. Well, or she's gonna be frozen in carbon One of those two, <laughs> I make nerdy, nerdy references. Well, this t- was a lot of I'll fun. I'll tell you this, like, Mike. Crazy. I wouldn't see yeah. that coming. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, this was a ton of fun. I'm glad we got it in. We're trying to do a little more horror stuff for this last week of Halloween. Uh thank you to also Mike for putting this together. As always, dear listener, we want to hear from you who are your medal winners about the past five years for any of these categories as well. You can leave us your comments, questions, and concerns about anything else we do here in the MMO Empire as always on our social medias. Those are Mike, Mike and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram, at MM and Oscar on Twitter, Mike Mike and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit. We are available everywhere you hear podcasts including and especially apple podcast and if you're not out apple picking and you're listening to the apple podcast app instead if you would be so kind as to give us a five-star review it would help warm our chilly october nights metaphors 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 <laughs> michael what are some words of wisdom and what is coming next from
0: mmo Well, the words of wisdom are simple. It's watch scary movies. I think this is the week to do that, if there ever was a week. And hopefully you guys are uh, primed and ready after this episode. And you'll be primed and ready after our Saturday, Halloween day of episode of The Scaries. It'll be our third annual Scaries, Michael. Mm -hmm. So that's coming up later in the week. We decided that the genre of focus, the centerpiece genre, is going to be Alien films, yes. and we got a lot of alien films that we've seen and loved over the years, and I will make up a bunch of weird-ass categories for that section. Otherwise, I, I don't know if I can let the cat out of the bag, but we have a returning guest that we hope to, to record with this Tuesday. Uh, we're going to review a new Netflix movie, at least that's what's uh, in the cards as of now. Uh, for a midweek episode, we're going to give you guys three this week, uh, and kind of not work on the website as much as we should be, but that <laughs> Anyway, we're doing two a week right now because we're watching film festivals. We're working on the website. That's kind of been what's what's been happening lately. But um, quality episodes, huge research projects. That's what we're putting out there. And we're going to have a big fall Oscar update with another returning guest that we're really excited about for the first week of November, as well as our movie that we've been jostling around a little bit in terms of the James Bond character study but the sense of urgency on that is just not there because that got bumped to April but we will give you all the James Bond character study episodes that we have promised and they're coming, we just, we got time time. Uh,
1: and then some I think because we're going to have to stretch
0: (laughs) but yes, uh, you know, if you didn't look
1: too closely you might think we're turning into a legitimate brand here with all the uh, the guests of integrity and people's opinions and, and liked people that are coming on and we're somehow fooling into talking with
0: us on a regular basis but that's pretty Take cool it till you make it and, <laughs> and fool people that's right just to, you know fool people into thinking yeah i agree guys when reality
1: sucks you can come watch these movies and get some scares with us we are mike mike and oscar trying to make award season year round without the stuffiness we will see you very soon
0: see ya